one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hello and thanks for downloading Outspoken, the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily talk sports show. Martin O'Neill joined myself and Simon and was forced to reflect on his own career as well as his potential next steps. We were also joined by heavyweight boxer Dillian White to get to the bottom of why his fight with Anthony Joshua has seemingly collapsed. I know Celtics in your blood. I know the, the football club means so much to you, having managed it, and you're still so popular with Celtic fans. I wonder if the same applies to Brendan Rodgers, because Brendan Rodgers set to face the media for the first time today after being reappointed Celtic manager. Now, what kind of mood will some of the more extreme factions of the Celtic support be in when uh, Brendan takes his seat once again? He's been uh, speaking to Celtic TV ahead of being presented to the media today and he's told us why he's returned to the football club. The nostalgia is great, but it's the past and, and I think that hopefully from that period what we achieved is set in concrete and it will always be there, but I'm here again to win and look forward and continue with that mentality and look to see if we can also do something in, in Europe. But there's no doubt that the happiness of being here played a huge part, uh, both professionally and personally. You know, from a football perspective, we achieved and created history whilst I was here. The, the field, my family and everyone associated with me had great happiness of their time here. So, uh, so that made it pretty straightforward in terms of wanting to come back. Our life outside of football was, was incredible and Scotland and, and Glasgow was, was amazing for us. So, um, so yeah, so from a professional perspective and from a uh, personal perspective, it was uh, real happiness for us to, to come back. I mean, Martin, I'll get you in a second, but <clears throat> Simon, as you know and I know, many people in football call um, Brendan something of a diplomat. Is that diplomatic speak we've just heard? I think it's realistic, isn't it? I mean, it's an interesting... I'm mean, very interested to see what Martin's view on it because obviously he left Celtic and, and had done a very good job at Celtic. He went to Celtic for a reason because he needed to perhaps get himself back into focus after his demise at Liverpool and and, and did it and built Celtic up and achieved a lot of things with them. And a lot of Celtic fans feel that he left at a time, in the middle of the season, um, that was disappointing for them. So going back is an interesting one for me because it's a career... I mean, I know Celtic are a big club, but 
he managed in the Premier League. Clearly, he wanted to manage in the Premier League, and clearly, Celtic enabled him to re to recalibrate and to not so much redeem himself, but to put himself back into focus as a manager that people would want to have managing your club in the Premier League. Now he's going back to Celtic, and I'm very curious to see if the roles had been reversed. If you'd gone, say, you'd gone to Villa, mm. and and ultimately Villa had gotten relegated um, on the season that you parted company with them and Celtic had come back in for you, would you have gone back to Celtic? Um, and would no, you do I, what he's doing? No, I, I wouldn't have done that. Certainly wouldn't have done that. I think I said this before. First of all, just to just uh, to clarify something, I think I said here in this programme some time before, one, I wouldn't have been asked to go back to Celtic even at this time, but I wouldn't have done it at the, the, uh, the time you're talking about. And secondly... Um, yeah, I wouldn't have gone back. A, I wouldn't have been asked back anyway for a start. Dermot, why, would, why? D- Dermot wouldn't have asked me back because it, we had we had that time. It was great. It was fantastic. And I don't think I wanted to go and relive those days. Of course, there are moments. Oh, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Well, there's something more here. Is there not? Why would you not have gone back? Many but, Celtic fans would love to yeah, go no, back. But because I had my time. The torch has passed from that one. But that doesn't mean that you would Are you surprised, Martin? Knowing the per- you know the personalities. Yeah. You know Peter mm-hmm. Larwell and mm-hmm. you know Dermot Desmond. Mm-hmm. And they will have priced into their thinking some of the resistance. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised? That they've alighted back on Brendan. Well, it's that's an interesting one because uh, D- Dermot wouldn't have been wildly happy when uh, when when Brendan left in the first place. But Dermot sometimes goes into one of those here where he feels that if the Celtic fans themselves, uh, I would say almost to a man, would say, "Listen, Brendan, you've got reparation. You've got yeah. you have to you have to make things up to us now at this stage." But uh, Dermot would see that there as a challenge again. You know, it's a challenge that he's prepared to, spirit, to take yeah. on and say, "Listen, he was really good for us the last time. We can sort that out." And Dermot would be the first one to say, "You know, after a number of results, if we get these matches, we get off and running." He's a pragmatist. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. From that from that viewpoint, but. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I myself, I wouldn't have gone back there, but that uh, everyone to their own. You know, if you want to, if you want to uh, make that choice, that's fine. Um, you've just mentioned Jim at the top, at the top of the program, where the vast majority of the Celtic fans would be saying, you know, you've got to go and do this all over again. You've got to go and prove yourself. You've got to win some football matches, and you have to win immediately because he's going in to a winning football club. Big winning football club doesn't matter, and the team that has now been built has not been built by him. He's, there's still some of those players that he's, he knows quite well, but the team has been built by another manager, so he has to take that on. But I don't think that the style of football that Brendan uh, wants to play and that Angie Postacoglia has done, I don't think there's, uh, I don't think there's, uh, they're worlds apart from that viewpoint. So he wants to go back there. Good luck. It's you know. The challenge, really, I think, will be in European football. This is this will be a test because it wasn't fantastic uh, before. So this is the test. They're straight into the Champions League, which is great. They're in the group stages, mm. so uh, results which weren't great even last season. Yeah. Although I thought that there one one or two games where they could have really got a result quite easily, and it didn't happen. We bit of experience now with the team. I think so. These matches, the 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 European games will be will be not necessarily. He's got to do something in Europe. They'll they'll be important. They've got to go deep in Europe this time. But Martin, when you say you wouldn't go back, why has he? Oh, well, well, that's well, everyone to their own. You know, if I I I get that, but it's a good career move for him. I mean, would there have been many other suitors? I hear Crystal Palace were onto him right up until the end. Mm. But he wants to go back to Celtic. Well, you, I think you, uh, Brendan. We just we got a snippet there of his of his conversation. He said he was happy at uh, at Celtic. I've got to tell you, I was really happy at Celtic as well. So just I I I wouldn't have gone back. 
Um, but it doesn't mean that that he shouldn't go back. He, f- I think he f- feels as if there's a crack at Europe. Um, this will be given this uh, this chance to do that there. And yeah, I'll, I'll get back. Brendan has chosen that there. Celtic have chosen that. And um, and so it's uh, let's see how it develops. When you first heard it, did it surprise you? Did it come uh, as a surprise? Yes, yeah, so it, yeah, it did. Did me yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, it did. Mm. Yeah, well, but they know what they're getting, Simon. Oh, That's the thing. They certainly do. If we take aside some of the rancor that might mm. come out of certain people's yeah. ira to the mm. fact that he wanted to advance his career, you know, you, there's two things. You've got to remember that Brendan Rodgers came in and did a very good job and pretty much won everything that was available mm. to win. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't go deep in Europe, but you've also got a price into the reality of that's that's slightly changed now because they're now qualifying into the Champions League. They're getting the instantaneous group money. Mm-hmm. So that may well have negated yeah. some of the arguments that he had with Peter Lawal before because mm-hmm. Lawal will be able to say to him, I've got an extra 30, 40 million quid coming in from Champions League. You can possibly have that mm-hmm. to improve your playing squad. So there's one argument to talk about the, the emotion that the fans feel about the disappointment. And as Martin... And we all know that that will dissipate mm. if results come. The first time they smash Rangers, everyone will forget about it, if mm. they indeed do. And so with that in mind, the job that he did, and going back to Rangers, no, there's no indication that he won't do the same job. Now, Brendan Rodgers, the person in isolation to the job, I, I, I don't think he did a great job at Leicester. I think he let them down. And I think he's, in, in a way, moderately fortunate to be given an opportunity with Celtic again. And of course, if Dermot sees it as a challenge that he can galvanise uh, Brendan Rodgers with, you've got to make good on this, mate, and get him in motivated mm-hmm. into that frame of mind. Certainly, he'll get the finances to do it for, from his salary because I understand the salary he's getting is very different to what Celtic and previous, uh, uh, you know, clubs have paid in that sort of league. And 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 we have to look at the two things in isolation. One, the job he did at Celtic, undeniable, great. He left when he left because an opportunity came up. And and can you say that he didn't do his job whilst he was there? You can't say that. So everyone's got an opportunity and a right to leave a football club. And some people will say, well, that's not right, it's disloyal and it's unfair and you shouldn't have done it then, you shouldn't have done it this. It didn't stop Celtic from going on that particular season and achieving the outcomes that they were yeah. going to achieve when Brendan was yeah. there. But you say he proceeded to let Leicester down. Well, I, I, well certainly not at the beginning. I, I certainly think that the last season with Brendan, from the moment they lost to Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup and having his swipe at the players and the, and the need to change it up, through to what I think was a slightly laissez-faire, disenfranchised attitude from him to the point where the clubs got relegated. Now, he did, he's not responsible for the last six or seven games or eight games or however many games Dean Smith had, but I certainly believe he's responsible for not getting the, the maximum. I think what we ended up with was not a situation where Brendan Rodgers was fired, has been alluded to. I think two people sat across the table looking at one another, suggesting they didn't fancy one another anymore. Brendan didn't fancy the job anymore. And as a result of that, the ownership fa- didn't fancy him anymore. So they didn't fancy it doing it together. So they parted company. And I don't think that's particularly admirable. I think you should go out of a job if you can. It's very easy for someone like me to say, leaving people wanting more, not wanting less. And he, and he didn't go out of Leicester leaving them wanting more of Brendan Rodgers, did he? That's fair. That's fair comment, actually. No, and, and we've talked about this before, and uh, most of what uh, Simon's just said, I agree with. Uh, there are other parts of it. Uh, he, uh, Brenda, could say that they were very, very close. I, I know what's coming next, but they're very, very close to uh, Champions League football for two consecutive years. Didn't f- fail then. Got into Europe anyway, regardless of that. There, yeah. they did win the FA Cup first yeah. time in 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 in, in history. So re- really, really, that was an excellent effort. The last season, I have to agree with Simon. You, you know, you, whatever's happened, whatever's happened in the background, you are you are, you are judged in your results, and the results weren't good enough, really, at the end of it. And as it turns out, Leicester went down, so um, he left. Then it, this is 
uh, I, I think that um, I think overall it would be. I think that his he did a fine job. Like you, you, if you won a trophy there at, at Leicester City, now everything I th- I think I said this as well too. Everything is judged by 2016 standards. This is the point. Up until 2016, when Leicester won the Premier League, I would say that the team that I had was was viewed as Leicester's best side. We won a couple of uh, we were finished in the top ten for four consecutive years, and we won two trophies at the time. That was considered. But having said that, that was surpassed by the team that won the Premier League. So, so everything now around the the um, the uh, the stadium is judged on what you did in 2016. That's sure. the nature of the business. Sure. Well, later on, uh, Brendan Rogers will be presented to the media up in Glasgow. Um, Simon, I know you'll come back strongly on this. I would have thought I pretty much know the answer. Should Rogers at any time take time out to apologise to a section of the support today? No, he should get on with his job. Mm. I mean... Are they well, due an apology? Um, well, whatever apology you give people that think they're due an apology will be never sufficient for them. So Brendan Rodgers could put himself out front of Celtic Park in the stock and throw tomatoes up and write his apologies in blood and no section of fans that didn't, <laughs> felt he's entitled to give him an apology still wouldn't be enough. The main apology that he should be giving is, if indeed an apology is warranted, is just get a winning team. Mm. Yeah. Don't get a winning yeah. team. Yeah. If he apologises and they start the team, the team stinking, they start the season poorly, they're not going to be paying much of attention to his apology, are they? Yeah. He's got to do a good job. Those who don't know some of the more extreme factions of the Celtic support might differ from that. Like the Green Brigade might want something of a nod in their direction. Remember how you left us, Brendan? Am I right, Martin? Well, I get. I think I get back to Simon's point. I, th- I think that um, uh, apologies. Uh, they're almost pointless at some stage, you know. That yeah, I think I think you can. Might, you might start your your uh, conversation today by saying, "Listen, left under the, those sort of circumstances." But it would be disingenuous because uh, uh, he left because he wanted to leave. That, that's so. That's what you're apologising for? Yeah, that you're lying. You left because you wanted to leave. So what are you apologising for? Yeah, yeah. There is a message there. No name in this one, Martin Rogers is nothing to apologise for. Managers leave clubs. It happens. So what? So um. Whoever that is isn't particularly perturbed about that. Martin, what's your take on this? Jeanette Findlay, who is said to be treasurer of the Celtic Trust, uh, as I understand it, has links with the Green Brigade. Whether that's true or not is another matter. Uh, And she is quoted this morning, I really don't have any interest in discussing Mr Rogers. We've asked Jeanette Findlay uh, to join us, but um, I think, as I understand it, she's declined. She says, I really don't have any interest in discussing Mr Rogers. He has now been appointed manager in a process which is run by the current custodians of our club. He is now an employee. And all I hope is that he does his job well for whatever period he is with us and before he moves on. So as a kind of there's a kind of feeling of here's another period that someone's coming in and using the club as a stepping stone there. I don't know if you read that into it. And well, she may well think that, but I don't think that that will be the case this time round. I absolutely don't. I think that um, uh, Brendan was successful there in the fir- in the first place, 
as um, Simon pointed out, he didn't have. It doesn't really have anything to apologise for because he was the one that wanted to leave. Therefore, what, what are you saying? You, uh, if that's the case, that's yeah. not necessarily how the Celtic fans see it. Mm. But again, it's getting back to the point. No, I think I think he's here to try and to try and uh, re- relive those great days that he had at the football club to try and improve results in European football. And I think if those things go well, I think he'll be there for a, a fairly lengthy period of time. But say he does another treble, Martin, and knowing. Brendan that he's well capable of that and say Celtic go deep in Europe mm. maybe not win something mm. but go deep in Europe mm-hmm. Premier League interest well, that, that, will that, happen well, that's, all that, over again well that's just a natural consequence and those things will happen and then and we'll see how you deal with it I, I you know I he might be I've, tempted again well I've got no real bother about, about looking that far into the future as far as as far as Celtic fans are concerned Brendan's now the manager of the football club he's there and he's and he's there for the long haul how, how straightforward or otherwise is it for Ange Postecoglou, Martin, do you think, to convert the success he joined at Celtic mm. into success down here with Tottenham? Because that's why Daniel Levy's got him to Tottenham. Ange, well, we need <clears throat> you to be successful here. Win us something. Mm-hmm. Well, well, well. First of all, what <clears throat> what you're doing is that you're not taking you're not taking your team down to Tottenham Hotspur. You're taking yourself down there. You've got to have your own self belief. And Ange has done really, really well at at, at Celtic. He's got a team up and running. He uh, and against some odds, I must admit, because he wasn't that well known. Uh, he didn't get off to the the best start. He was signing players that nobody knew really about, and all of those things have come to be successful. Yeah. So that's terrific. True. So now what he's doing, he's taking himself down there. He's taking his personality. He's taking his own his own self belief or self confidence. All of those things. And I, I, if I can draw some sort of parallel with myself, I I, I left when I left Celtic. I had a, a year out of the game. I came to Aston Villa. What I, you know. Whether I had this inner confidence, I, who knows? But I, at least I exuded some sort of form of confidence. Anyway, listen, I've taken Celtic to the UEFA Cup final. Of course, I know. And Aston Villa have been struggling the last number of years. Yeah, and to me, I thought this is almost like a no-lose situation. I can go in here. I can resurrect this side. I can get them going. And if the new owner, Randy Lerner, is going to give me a little bit of backing, so I can <clears throat> I can have this team in the in the top six and hopefully try and get into Champions League football at some stage. That was my. That was the reason I went down to the football club. But, that was it, the first. but now is the gap not more difficult to bridge between being in the <clears throat> north and coming south? No, no the, the, the gap... No, the, the, the gap... For in, Ange, the, I'm the, thinking. No, no, the gap in standard of football is big. It's really it's bigger... At my team at Celtic, the team I had in two thousand and three, could have easily have taken their place in, sure. in the in the Premier League sure. without a question. With about that. And people, absolutely. But now the 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 the, the difference between the, the the standard is 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 immense. You know, it's really it's, and Postecoglou is going to find that out. But he's going to fi- he's going to find that out. But again, it's getting back to the point. He's he will be dealing with what, uh, some quality players at the football club. Players that you know he's got Harry Kane. He's maybe he might have a situation to deal with there but it doesn't really matter he's going in with a, a quality a decent quality of player Tottenham are, Tottenham have done so badly that you think to yourself this is this is a, a, a no-lose situation for me you talk about the last couple of managers who who didn't do all that well and you think to yourself well if they don't do well why should Ange do well and that'll never not enter his head yeah not enter his head doesn't yeah. matter Conte left for Conte had 
So I, I think, um, personally speaking, I just think there's a laziness in 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 in, in Conley's view of things. You know, that's my that's my point. I feel as if they say, listen, you come out after a Southampton game and blame the players. I, listen, you know, well, I, I could have, I, I wouldn't have mind to do, I wouldn't have mind having an argument and saying, you know what, if you, if you give me the best players in the world, I think I might win a few games. You know, so <laughs> it does happen. You know, my granddaughter would win a couple of matches if you give her the best players. So listen, those are the yeah. sort of things. So yeah. there's a laziness there. The one thing that Postacoglu doesn't have, he doesn't have laziness in his side. He doesn't. He's there to he's there to drive the side on. He's got away with it. You know, he's got a. Uh, if you listen to some of the the. Um, the Celtic players in, the, in uh, talking about him in the dressing room, things like this here, the, the, and his whole his whole methods. He'll he'll have belief in himself that he can he can do this. It's a it's a difficult task. There's no question about it. You're nodding to everything, Mark. Well, he's right, absolutely right. Yeah. I think also there was a different dynamic in this. As much as I advocated Conti going into Tottenham Hotspur, it was Conti that actually wanted to be at Tottenham Hotspur that I was advocating for. What you've got in Mourinho and Conti were two managers that were coming down with the balance wrong. The balance was wrong. They were doing Tottenham mm. Hotspur a favour. This guy is coming in, and I think there is a an equitability about it. Yeah. Tottenham want him to do a job, mm. and he wants to be at Tottenham. And this group of players are underperforming. He will get them performing at a level, a much better level than they've been performing over the last 18 months. And we'll see where that takes them. Mm. I think it will take them a couple of places up the league. Mm. And then he's going to have to push on Levy. Yeah. Then we're going to see yeah. the Levy yeah. dynamic come into play. Yeah. Yeah. But I think yeah. he'll be all right there. Yeah. I think yeah, he'll be yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I really want him to be because he's he's uh, he's uh, honestly he's a uh, he's a he's a good man. You know. Listen, we're all good men until we we uh, we lose a few games. Uh, but uh, but he is. There's something about him, and he's got a, a wee bit I'm of something. I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. how that develops. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. He he will need some help. There's no question about that. He'll need some help because some of those Tottenham players are not good enough to play for Tottenham Hotspur. That's the point. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. 
Martin, you are getting some reaction, I can tell you, from a variety of fans of a variety of clubs. Here is uh, David Gunthorpe, uh, Forest fan here. I love Martin O'Neill, best man in football. Fantastic conversation on your show uh, this morning, guys. Another one there, David Lester. This is why we loved Martin at Leicester. You hear the passion coming through in his voice. Simon, you're a passionate man, but you hear it from this man, Mr. Martin O'Neill, do you not? You love when your sorry, game Simon, but when both, we get him going. But both of those are my nephews. You know, so, <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> um, a Sunderland fan Mark has picked up in it uh, Jim asked Martin what's his problem with Ellis Short um, what was the main gripe oh. that you had with the owner Ellis Short <laughs> before you jump in I, I found Ellis Short a, a pretty tricky customer I had lunch with him on a couple of occasions Martin uh, and on both occasions I kind of left with uh, my head in my hands really um, he was a tough guy to go on with I would have thought yeah he, he was um, I, I wanted to go to Sunderland I um I signed the contract in the back of a fag paper, you know. So I just I wanted to do it because Sunderland were my favourite team as a kid. Yeah. And uh, and I thought like like a lot of managers thought that you know this um, this renaissance of a football club could be uh, could be in your hands, and that's what he that that was the ambition to do it. Um, that we were struggling at the time, uh, and um, um, the day that my first game arrived, we were actually in the bottom three of the league. But and we got up and we won a lot of matches early on, which um, I think put a, a sort of a discolouring on things as much as anything else. So you wanted to try and have a, um, a a lot of players coming in at the football club for the start of the next season, and uh, we got a we got um, uh, we got Fletcher in from from Wolves. Um, that that took a long time to to. Did you have Titus Bramble there. Titus Bramble was at the football mm. club when I was there. Mm. Titus was well past his best by that yeah. time. Because I thought that was one of the incarnations of you where you weren't at your best. Yeah. I, I thought you lost your way a little bit there and lost your yeah, motivation. Yeah, you said that a few yeah. times, you know. So, Did you not agree I, with me? I, oh, well, I think that you can there you can rush to judgment in terms of uh, if you lose your way, if you're losing some football matches, you know, and it was a struggle this, this season. I, I like everything else. I'm, I'm no, wouldn't be any different than most managers. You'd like a little bit more time, you know. I had the fifteen or sixteen months there, and uh, but eventually, if we sat down here, I, I I probably wouldn't disagree with you in that sense. You know, you have to, you, you know, I, did I did I lose drive and determination? Absolutely not. I was in very early in the mornings and and last to leave in the evening times. Because I remember hearing things about that, about you specifically. Right. Because one of the things about you that everyone would always communicate is the effervescence that you bring to bear. Mm -hmm. And in this instance, the the motivation, I remember hearing, and I can't remember specifically where I hear it from, and it might be someone that had a motivated interest to say it, Mm. but they were saying you were having trouble motivating yourself to get out of the dressing room, let alone the players. And Uh, that was the accusation that people were making, that he's gone in this instance. He's not there, he's not focused, his motivation has gone, he's lost his mojo. I could imagine no. Ellis Short might be somebody like stifle people. No, 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 no. I, th- I think that. Well, no, that's two separate things. I think that your your relationship with the chairman has got really nothing to do with what you're saying in the dressing room. So I, I, I you know, I would be. Uh, I, that that would be disappointing. Were to you hear aware that, of accusations like this? I would be. No, no I, no, I, I wasn't. But some people. Uh, I mean, lots of players can. Uh, if they, if they were ex players, can say what they want. If if but one of your, if you're not in the team. I mean, I had I had a number of uh, of of players at Aston Villa who wouldn't have been uh, who wouldn't have been best pleased with me. But you know, generally speaking, they weren't in the team. So, um, but but um, yeah, overall, I used to always say that uh, when uh, I think it was Curtis Davis once said that uh, he talking about me and he said, uh, 
you uh, or he had his favourite players. I said, well, generally it wouldn't have come from a player for me because I don't. Was it not? No, no, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a player. Yeah, I'm well, trying to think well, who it was, and I know I'd be quite happy to drop well, straight in if I can no, remember. No, 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 but it wasn't okay. a player because I don't All listen right. to players. Fine. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well. Uh, Sunderland was a sort of a, a rumour united, and you can you can draw some sort of conclusion early on. I, I will say this here, in terms of wanting to do it, and to, to, in terms of drive and determination, I didn't think I, l- I lost those. But if you if you if it's a struggle all season, then you can you could you could draw any sort of com- or any sort of conclusion that you really want mm. from. So if that mm. if if that was the case, I don't think that's it. Well, you'll have me thinking about it. Now. Well, there was. A, I, I remember watching you at the time, and yeah. I'm not. I try not trying to get under your skin at all. Yeah. But there is a, no. there is an irrepressibility about you mm. when you were at certain stages of your career. Mm. You won't remember this, but mm. I do remember it because it was very early in my tenure. I remember you being in my boardroom at Palace, and I think you were either going from Leicester to Celtic mm-hmm. at that time, about 2000. So okay, you, yes, yeah. Right, yeah, and yeah, I remember yeah. being engaged by the sheer energy and intensity mm-hmm. of you and then watching your management career from the moment from the jack-in-the-box mentality that you had inside the dugout mm-hmm. to the way that you communicated with the media mm-hmm. and my perception of you and I didn't see that I felt the light had gone mm-hmm. out in you yeah. at Sunderland a little All right, bit okay right, right. honestly I'm, yeah um, I, it's hard for you to n- no I will go home seriously and think about it <laughs> I shall uh, I shall go into a dark room <laughs> and come back <laughs> and think, you know what, Jordan might have a yeah, point. Yeah, might have a point. <laughs> and that, that, will, that, that, that will yeah. stick even worse with you. <laughs> I, no, no, don't I listen, this is the one thing I am prepared. I don't have to agree with everything, but I do think that you yeah, make some yeah, yeah. really, really good points. And you make them, uh, as I said, uh, in, a, in quite an erudite fashion as well, too. So it's that that always helps, I think, you know. But uh, yeah, okay, I will think about that, Sam. Very I didn't. We, we I had, didn't. I on. wanted. Okay, like everything else, you always want it to work. You want everything to work, and um, and uh, sometimes it just doesn't. Sometimes it just doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't. If that's the case, and it's all your but, fault. <laughs> and it, well, yeah, well, actually, yeah, I do agree with that because managers, you accept this. Yeah. And I've always accepted the point that results are down to the managers, Absolutely. whether that's the case. Would you have been the sort of guy, Martin, that would be tempted by the lure of Saudi Arabia? At the if, moment. if you don't have any money, absolutely, yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. You see, this is an interesting one. You know, you talk about, you know, everybody talks about uh, about human rights and uh, and what what is happening throughout the world. I mean, it, it, almost every country has been guilty of it at some stage or another. Here's the point. You know, I remember I remember thinking to myself, you know, this live golf, you know. And you have Rory McIlroy railing against it, and that's absolutely. And it was nice to see that that, that was the case, and, and uh, that money wasn't going to talk. And I knew that the minute, the minute that you had golfers not as good as Rory McIlroy earning twice the money in a certain period of time, that things had to change. Right. Live golf have won. They've won. They've won the battle, regardless of what you say. Because they've won. If you can't beat them, join them, and they, that's what's absolutely happened. they've won. Will Will Roy eventually be compensated for the thing? I, I, absolutely, he will because he's a world class player. And will he be compensated for the money that he lost over the couple of years? I think he. I think he will at some mm, stage. Mm. But live have won the battle, right? So well, here's the thing. So and if, all right, you so still got I'm, a lot of mileage so, in you. If so, the Saudis came to you today, would you think about it? 
Would I? Would to I coach a, a club in Saudi Arabia? Well, well, I, I, I certainly, I certainly wouldn't. Uh, I, I, I would certainly take myself out of that dark room that Simon has put <laughs> me into, into yes, yeah. and have and have a look at <laughs> and it and reassess your quality and re, yeah. re and yeah and well, it's re, a leading question and reassess and reassess my principles because as the great Groucho Marx once said, I have principles and if you don't like them, I have others <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, very good. It. Well, it's a leading question because it's yeah. theatre about from Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> Because mm. Gerard's been offered an opportunity to go to Saudi Arabia. We all mm. know what's happening in Saudi Arabia at the moment, mm. time, which yeah. is, is, is financial um, leverage and, and, and enormous power mm. is changing certain landscapes, Absolutely. I don't think for the better. Yeah. And Gerard has turned, and I think rightly so. Mm-hmm. You, if you went to Saudi Arabia now at your age, having mm. had a track record of success, mm. you can quite rightly go there with no necessity to worry about the rest of your career, go mm. and collect a big paycheck mm. if they're fool yeah. enough to want yeah. to pay that kind of mm-hmm. money, and no one would say anything about yeah. it. And I'm really quite pleased. Mm. I think jr has got a long way to go on his journey as a manager, and I'm really quite pleased that he turned this down because mm-hmm. it wasn't a football decision. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, I think that this is right. So he... he, he he wants to be a, a, a top class manager. Yeah. He wants to be a top class manager, and he wants to be a top class manager uh, in Britain. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's the point. He wants to be as good a manager as he was as a player. Yeah. And he still, and he has that to prove. And 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 for that reason, and it was not. It wouldn't have been money driven for him. Yeah. yeah. Should we be concerned though, Martin, that it's not players in the twilight of their career, like Cristiano Ronaldo, who set this ball rolling, mm. the Saudi ball rolling. Yeah. Others now are thinking, yeah, I'll have some of that. For example, Ruben Neves. For example, Bernardo Silva, yeah, as yeah. is being reported. Yeah. Uh, should we be concerned that they are heading there for the money? Being no doubt, they're not in love with the Saudi Arabian well, is, league. Is, is Kante going there as well? Is it? Kante's already in Golo Kante is there. He's gone. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. So, but honestly, if you're asking me today, this morning, am I going to uh, take a moral stance in this here? Mm-hmm. I'm incapable of taking moral stances, you know. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Just gone 12.30 this Friday lunchtime. It's Jim White, it's Simon Jordan and it's Martin O'Neill and three has become four because we're joined in studio by TalkSport's favourite boxing guru, Spencer Oliver. Mr Oliver, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Spencer, good to be with you. Um, We are here to talk about a fight that was due to take place in August between Anthony Joshua and Dillian White reportedly collapsing. And the big question is... Why is that? Dillian White joins us live on the show. Dillian, always good to have you on board. Good afternoon. Um, what's happened to the fight? Oh, the fight just just collapsed. It's, it's just just collapsed. There's been no um communication in the fight. Obviously, and it's just it's just weird. It just never seemed real from the start. You know, we know AJ is in a position of um transition, and they don't want him to have dangerous fights, but they want to keep his name good and make it look like he's trying to have um big fights. You know. So, Dillian, our understanding was that AJ was looking for that fight on August the 12th. Your name was the front runner. Now, from our understanding, there was money that was offered to your team. I don't know what that money was. Your team would have refused that. Then there was a, there was a counter offer come back from Matchroom. You said there's talk about it and you've not heard from them since. I mean, can you what, sort of clarify what, what it was? Let me just clear that up. There was no offer, no counter offer came from Matchroom. Eddie didn't even said it itself. That's garbage. He said in an interview, he said, that's garbage. I, I, never, I never asked for, for for that money. But anyway, we've had one free line email about the fight. 
no conversation at all. We've been trying to contact ADN for one month. Multiple phone calls and email. They've just gone missing. I don't know. It's strange. And also, uh, we've, we, we've responded to the offer asking them a few normal business questions like, why is the fight in the middle of the holiday season? Why don't? We, why is the fight not? Why is the fight in the middle of the holiday season when, when most of the UK goes on holiday around that time of year? And also, why is the fight at the O2? Should be a stadium fight. Should be a stadium fight. Wembley, a top number, something like this. This is a normal business question. I'm one of the biggest um boxers around today. So these are just normal business questions you ask to these kind of big fights. You know, I mean, there's no terms and conditions because normally I've been negotiating with Adrian for years. I know this thing go. I know he negotiate. You know, I know that his first offer is never his final offer. It's just, it just you throw a bait out there and after okay, there's interest and then you 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 finalize the terms and you get the fight on. I've been in matching for years. This should be the the easiest fight to make. Yeah, I mean, from my understanding, the Skills Challenge are flying over next week to to seal a deal with Anthony Joshua boxing out in Saudi against Deontay Wilder. You was the proposed warm-up fight there in August. I think that's why they was looking at the date in August to set him up for that for that fight. And that's where they that's where they were pretty much at with that. Do you feel that they feel now that that is too high a risk with what's on the table out in Saudi Arabia? Well, you, you're closer to AJ than, than I am, mate. So, you, you know, that's a question that you should unless you be able to answer Spencer. It's just, listen, I'm no warm-up fight for no one. I, I give it. I give anyone hell in the night, and I've given hell in the night before. And one advantage I have over anyone that fight AJ is I'm able to get in his head mentally. I'm able to offset him. I'm able to throw his rhythm off. I'm able to, to drag him into a scrap because we have that energy. We have that history, you understand? So... Just that alone made me a massive danger for him. And of course, they don't want they don't want to risk the the the, the wilder fight. If he looks bad, say for instance, he looks bad, I will beat him, I'll knock him down, I'll knock him up because I'm capable of all of these things. You understand? And and, and I believe I can beat him this time around because I'm looking to to go in there and press him. I'm not looking last time I was the Jonathan Banks went in there, we had to box and none. I'm looking to go and press him. I've already said but it. Dillian, Dillian, in the in the food chain, whether you like it or not, the characterization of it, you are a warm-up fight for Anthony Joshua because the bigger picture, whether you like it or you don't like it, is the idea that they're going to try and make Deontay Wilder versus Anthony Joshua. They're going to try and make Fury against Usyk. But let's go back to this particular situation where the opportunity is yours to be able to disrupt that party. My understanding mm-hmm. of the situation, and I, and I want you to confirm or correct, is yeah, that fine. you were asking for about 8 million quid for this fight. Am I right in yeah. that? No, you're completely wrong in that. We, we, we haven't got into the... We haven't got, we, haven't, we haven't got that far into the fight to even talk about money. This one offer that came in, and we looked at it. Listen, if, 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 if anyone to fight AJ, why would I be in Florida in training camp training to fight AJ? It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? I'm in Florida now as we speak in training camp with Buddy training to fight AJ. Did you feel that that fight was always on then? Did you feel that even though you hadn't had that offer, that that fight was always yeah. on the table? August the, August the 12th was no, the, I've, was the I've, date? I've, I've never felt the fight was real because the way, we, like I said, I've been negotiating with Eddie for, for for years. I know when Eddie wants a fight. I know when Eddie's interested in a fight. When Eddie wants a fight, he, he calls you, he bugs you, he bugs you. Let's get it on, let's get on. We're, what can we do? Where's the number? How can we get the fight on? Let's make the fight happen. What what, um, what are we doing? Would you We've accept- had one email and we haven't spoken to Eddie in one month. But one they month. Have, but they have, but am I right though, Dylan? They have made you an offer. There is an offer in principle, yeah, isn't I, I, there? I, 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 of course there's, they made an offer. I've never, I've never denied it. I said so what, that at the what, start. They, what they offered you, Dylan? 
Well, I, I, I can't go. I can't go into figures. I don't know why. I can't go into figures. Well, would you accept into... that offer, Dillian? Like as it stands at the moment, is that something that you would accept? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Of course, I would. Of course, I, would. I, I want to fight AJMB. One hundred percent. You know. So the offer that's put on the table right now that they sent to you, which they haven't replied for the correspondence, you would expect accept that offer, yeah? That two, two seconds ago. I mean, you I mean, obviously, Dylan, it's a difficult situation for you because you want the best deal that you can get and you want to be able to achieve the best outcome because you're a prize fighter. But are we, in, I mean, I'm kind of half aware of what this offer may be, right? So if we're suggesting, right, that you might be prepared, you might want to get a little bit more out of it, you might want to do some, some fiddling around the sides to get some extra money out of pay-per-view if the buys get bigger and so on and so forth. But are we at a stage in this conversation, because you're obviously on this in this discussion with us for a reason, are we at a stage where... Yeah, I'll take that offer. So what happens now? And that must mean if they don't come back to you, that Anthony Joshua or um, Eddie Hearn don't really want that fight. And that's what you're really saying by being here today, aren't you? That, that, that's exactly what I'm saying because Eddie could have come back. Obviously, it's a big fight. Whenever there's a, there's a deal, we always say to Eddie, listen, juggle the numbers around, see what we can do, see how we can see how we can achieve um, a better figure. A better outcome we, for you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, me, of course, it's a business. I'm not going to go in there and say, Spencer Oliver can tell you it's a dangerous business. He's a professional. You just see what happens, you understand? So you, you're going to try and get the... Every fight can be a lost fight. You're going to try and get the best offer you can. And obviously, we, you know, they're going to want really much loss and this and the other. We haven't spoken about any of these things. Eddie's just disappeared. Because for you, I mean, I would have said to you, if you said to me, no, 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 no I'm not taking their offer, right? which I'm is not... Take which is not what you're saying, right? You want to get the best deal, which is fair, right? But I would say to you, and I think and I think you understand this, that this is a massive opportunity because if you go and deal with Joshua, right, you open the door to a big bag of money in Saudi, don't you? Yeah, that's what I do. I beat Joshua. I get to fight well, and I've always wanted to fight well. So for me, mm. it, it's, it, 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 it's, it's getting the chance to clutch at two eggs at the same time. So let me ask you then, as a fighter, right? You must look at this, because the narrative's been built up, Dillian, that Anthony yeah. Joshua needs to get himself back in the groove. He needs to find his fire again and prepare for Deontay Wilder. Mm -hmm. Do you believe, because I'm beginning to believe with no malice in this, that that's not the case at all, that all they want to do is get to the money shot in Saudi and accept whatever happens in that fight? They're only going to get paid grown-up big super dough by fighting Deontay Wilder in Saudi. Is your mindset beginning to think that's the only real objective they've got? There's three things here. When you, this is what I see. One, the money. It's always about money. The money, the, the big carrot, the big carrot is there already. Yeah? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. The big carrot's there already is really secure. Two, Joshua's for is it Derek um James or whatever the guy's name is. Um it's trainer, trainer, yeah. yeah. Trainer, yeah. yeah, yeah. He haven't looked good in the last set. We both fought the same guy. I pressure Franklin. I almost knocked Franklin out in the later stage of the fight. You know, he haven't looked the best. He's working on things. They're not happy where he is because Derek James is an aggressive counter-puncher. Um, he's, 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 he's fought that way, and that's what his fighters are. Joshua wasn't fighting like that. I was dead. He was asking Joshua to do things that Joshua wasn't doing. You understand? So why would they go from, from a fight like Franklin with someone like me that can get in his head and mess him about and that can obviously have a scrap with him and potentially knock him out? Mm. No, they want to mm. give him a fight. They, they want to use my name... A scapegoat to sell, we tried to fight Daly and White, but we couldn't make it. If they wanted to fight me, Eddie could have made the fight. This fight is so easy. Eddie could have said, you know, I've always done business with Eddie on, on, on good terms. So if, he, if it makes sense what he's saying, I'll say, yeah, let's go. So, Dylan, yeah. if, I, if I can jump in here, where we're at is this. 
there was a proposed fight between yourself and Joshua in August. You agreed to it. You agreed to the terms. It's now collapsed. You don't know why, and you can't hear. You haven't heard from Eddie Hearn. We haven't heard from him at all. You know, we haven't heard from him. We haven't heard from him at all. Nothing regarding the fight. And and these fights, like I say, they take time to make. They take, there's lots of little little things that needs to agree and, and, and rematches and this is and that and that, you know. But I just want to fight. I just want to, I've, I've never turned a fight. I never refused a fight. I just want to fight, you know I mean? Uh, you know, do you, do you lost... feel disrespected by Eddie Hearn? Yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. You know, of course I do. Don't, why are you throwing my name around and doing one million interview about fighting me when you're not actually negotiating the fight? Why are you talking to people about, oh, we're negotiating a fight, Dylan White send the fight down and then they spin the narrative that asks are 10 million and 8 million. That's a load of crap. Will you reach you out know, to Joshua directly? Joshua is a punk, man. There's no point reaching out to him. He's a punk. You know, he's a he's a punk. You know, there's no point reaching out to him. And what about he, if Eddie comes back to you in the next couple of days? Is that still a possibility that fight could happen on August the twelfth? Well, I've already said that. I, I, I'm in Florida training for the fight, regardless. Yeah, because yeah. So the fight's still good. I, I, I could not train. You understand? I have to think. Okay, I have to train in case it happens. In case you understand, and that's all. I, 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 I'm in Florida. I'm not in my house. I'm not relaxing on the beach somewhere. No. Dylan, do you do you have a contractual relationship with Eddie? Is he your promoter by definition? Me and Eddie's always record of loyalty and obviously committing to each other. There's never been there's never been any paper written or signed. But you ever. have an we underlying just... relationship, yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. We have an underlying relationship. I've been spending most of Are my you disappointed while. then, Dylan? That you're you, you, it seems to be a period of time where you've been marginalised. There was a period of time where you weren't getting opportunities to fight for world titles. And now you're in a situation where the same promoter that's supposed to be looking after your best interests seems to be using you as a stooge. Yeah, listen, you know me, I like to disagree with you, but I can't disagree with you at this point. <laughs> it's the same. Since I fought Franklin, I haven't had one offer apart from the AJ fight to fight again since that was November. It's, it, it, you know, um, what month are we in? I, should, I, I, I said to him after Franklin, fight, I want to fight early next year. I fight three times this year. At the rate it's going, I'll be lucky if I fight one time this year. Okay, D Dylan, just uh, before you go, I mean, I've sent a message to Eddie Hearn just saying that you're on with his live, and if he wants to join us, he can. Haven't heard back from him. I know producer Luke has tried to make uh, contact with Hearn. Keep it clean. What's your message? Stop messing about. You know I want to fight. You know I've been trying to fight AJ for eight years, and you know now is with what's at stake, I'll fight AJ. Listen, I'll fight AJ winner takes all. If they want winner takes all, I'll fight winner takes all. If I lose, I don't, I, they don't need to pay me anything. If he, if he wins, he can take it all. If I win, I take it all. How about that? Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back on Monday. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.